Hello, thank you for tuning in again today. This is part two of a three-part series on core values and how to use them. So if you haven't listened to part one of core values, please go ahead and um, go do that first because it's an active exercise that I take you through. And this episode will make a whole lot more sense if you've gone through that process. So, assuming you've listened to part one and you have identified your top three core values, step two is, okay, so now what? What am I going to do with my list of three that I've hopefully written on a big piece of paper and posted somewhere so that I can um, look at those? Um, And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to further reflect and examine how those core values show up in different parts of our life. Okay, and I'm going to use my own three core values as an example, and then I'll give you a chance to do that for yourself. So if you don't have your three core values paper um, right now, just promise me you're going to go and look at that later and do this exercise. Or if you remember what they are in your mind, and I hope that you do, um, go ahead and and do this part of the exercise. So my three core values are communication, respect, and honesty. Sorry, I got distracted by something. So communication, respect, and honesty. So how those show up in different parts of my life. For example, if I'm thinking about my career, my professional life, right? I'm here at my job. Honesty is important to me. So how that shows up in my work life is that I'm always honest. If I did not get something done that I said I was going to get done, or if I didn't do it in a way that was maybe enough, I just own that and I'm honest about that. I say, okay, I fell short. Um, Here's why. And here's what I'm going to do about that to make sure that that doesn't happen again. I never try to tell people just something they want to hear. Um, just for the good of making myself look good. I feel like it's not honest to myself and it's not honest to them and it's really not productive. Okay, how am I honest in my personal life? Well, in my family, my relationships with my husband and my children, I'm also trying to be as honest as possible with my um, shortcomings or what I did or didn't do um, for them. And, you know, try to just be really humble with it and just be honest with myself about what I can and can't take on, right? Instead of thinking you can do it all or take it all on, um, be honest and realistic with yourself. That's my motto. And so that's kind of how it shows up there. Um, And then let's do a different one. So if we were moving to, say, um, communication, these things intertwine a lot, right? Your core values probably overlap and work together, and that's very powerful and very typical. But communication in my work life, for example, um, is super important. Like, I know that I need to communicate with my administrative assistant, who is my one close everyday coworker. Um, I need to communicate with her, especially knowing how what she needs. I need to communicate if I'm going to expect her to do something above and beyond our typical daily stuff, 
I give her as much notice as possible, communicate that clearly, exactly what the expectation is so that there's no surprises and so that she's able to plan her work schedule and things around this this thing that we have to accomplish. That's just one example. Um, I also believe in communicating a lot and often. <laughs> um, I once heard a very brilliant um, principal say that the biggest problem with communication is the illusion that it has taken place. I'm going to say that again. The biggest problem with communication is the illusion that it has taken place. In other words, you might think that you're getting your message across with an email or with a phone call or with a text or whatever, but did that communication really happen if the other person didn't receive it? Maybe they weren't in a place to fully listen or understand or confirm that they heard it or read it or whatever it might be. So you never want to assume that the communication has taken place just because you put it out there, right? So I try to communicate in a variety of ways. I try to follow up, I try to verify. So that's one way that communication shows up in my workplace and actually similar in my home and family life. I know that our family is kind of notorious for communicating things with all but one member of the family. And it's not the same member every time that gets left out. It's just, it just happens, right? Like we'll think that everyone's in the know about an event coming up or something. And one person inevitably is like, I didn't know that. (laughs) No one told me. Well, maybe... We did share that information, but again, they didn't hear it, didn't understand it, didn't register, whatever. I know that I've often said I didn't think I was told something, and the family's like, yeah, we told you. (laughs) And it's very possible that I just wasn't listening. Um, I do have hearing loss, so maybe I actually didn't hear that clearly. And so I just think never assume, right? Like always verify that you've communicated because that's important. And then the third example I'll give is respect. And this ties a lot in with communication and honesty, but I think when you respect someone else and where they're coming from, you can react to things differently. So respecting what somebody else needs in the moment, not just what you want them to need or want them to do, right? Um, And you demonstrate that with unconditional positive regard, or that's how I do. So no matter what they've done to you or said to you or what they have or haven't followed up on in their behaviors and their actions and what they, maybe they said they were going to do something and they didn't do it, let that go and just respect that there was some reason. Maybe they have a gap in their skill level. Maybe there's a gap in um, their capacity so they don't have the time, the energy, the effort, the support they need um, to do that thing. So respect that there are reasons why people are the way they are, why they show up the way they do, and give them positive regard anyway. Treat them like you would want to be treated as a human being with flaws, right? Because we all have flaws. Um, And so I believe another way of showing respect, especially um, in my family, is, you know, even if something is someone's chore, okay, our young adult kids, when they're at home, like maybe we expect that they do their own laundry, for example, okay? A way that I can show respect when their life gets kind of chaotic and hectic and they're stressed out and they're working hard, I'll just do their laundry, 
Okay. It's not an expectation they should have necessarily, but it's my way of saying, Hey, I honor what you're going through and I'm going to respect you enough to give you a little extra support right now. And in, and then what happens or what has happened is when they see mom needs a little extra help and sometimes they have to ask for it because you know young adults don't always recognize that but or even with my husband I'll just say you know <laughs> I'm gonna need your guys's help right these are the things that I need to accomplish and I can't do it on my own because of whatever right now can you please help me out hopefully they've felt the respect I've given them and the extra mile I've gone for them when they need it and they reciprocate back and it's a beautiful thing. So there are my examples. So what I want you to do is take your core three values that you came up with and I want you to get yourself another piece of paper, open up a journal or something like that and I want you to write down just areas in life and there can be as many categories as you want. There can just be a few or there can be eight. <laughs> it doesn't really matter, right? It could be faith life, family life, personal relationships, work life, inner self-motivation life, um, hobbies and interests. You know, you just list all the areas that are important for you right now to focus on. Okay, list those. And then under each one of those categories, I want you to write the three words that are your core values. Okay, so I would have family, under family, honesty, communication, respect. Okay, under work life, honesty, communication, respect, and so on. Okay, once you have that done, I want you to think of a very specific example, kind of like the examples I was giving you. Um of how those values show up in those different areas of your life, okay? Or how you want them to show up in those areas if they're not quite always doing that, okay? So go ahead and pause this and take some time to write down those categories and those words and how the values show up in those areas. Okay, so assuming you've done that, or maybe you're going to do it as soon as you're done listening, because I'm almost done here. Um, why is this important? Why am I having you do this exercise? Well, because when you know how your core values show up in different aspects of your life, then you're going to be able to start relying on that and leaning into that, especially if you're having a difficult situation, a challenging day. Um, you're going to be able to turn that day around or reflect on it at the end of the day and make a plan for how the next day is going to go better because you've leaned in to your core values and you're relying on those to shift your thinking and how you can improve the situation or make a change or something like that. So go ahead and do that and then in part three we're going to talk about um, something called um, spheres of influence or sphere of influence and we're going to go through another exercise that's going to help you determine what things you can influence what things you can't influence and kind of what to do about that and it all ties into core values because you're going to use those core values as a way to leverage um, influence on things that maybe you didn't think you had any control over 
but maybe you actually do. So I hope you'll tune into the part three of Core Values, which is going to be about a week from today. So good luck with your reflections. And reflection, believe me, is the most important part of any of this. Just listening to someone is not enough. Just thinking about it in your mind is, is good, but it's not quite enough. Putting pen to paper, getting your thoughts down, or even just recording your voice saying the thoughts, um, really helps you put these things into your toolbox so that you can draw from them automatically. So please don't skip that part. It's very, very important. All right, have a blessed day, and thank you again for listening.